You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at one of us net at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Thanksgiving into the latest certainly will be horror movie franchise that will probably never die is that it is so preloaded with horror puns already that despite the sheer amount of ones in here, they're not even they're just scratching the surface of possible Thanksgiving puns. They didn't they even use. touch anything with wishbones. Yeah, or yams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this movie's gonna be a big hit with suburban dads who love the big bad jokes. Yeah, That's very, yeah. well, very you true. know, as somebody who has full respect for the dad joke, but, but you know, Chris is not actually a dad. I was about to say, Chris, when's the kid coming? No, I'm sorry. I'm not a dad, so me telling puns is kind of a faux pas. Well, you got like six bad dads. jokes, not dad jokes. <laughs> no, they're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're here to review Eli Ross' latest Thanksgiving, of course, based on his mini trailer that was in the interstitials of the movie Grindhouse, which does anyone remember what year that came out? 2007. Wow, I guess Ooh. that you do remember. Uh, which Next are, question. I remember yeah. seeing that in the theater on senior year as our day off. Which I guess, is this the second or third adapted uh, trailer from there? Because I know we obviously did, did Machete. <laughs> if machete. we're counting Machete 2, then it's the well, yeah. Also, there, there's Hobo with a shotgun, but right. they only play in like certain markets. Yeah, because that, that, he, 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 Jason Eisner ended up winning the, the trailer contest oh, i think right. for that and yeah. then they made the movie later. Yeah. yeah do we all agree that thanksgiving is the best of those trailers because that's kind of where i've always <laughs> I, always thought, I always it thought it's the best of the trailers and i gotta say it's also the best of the grindhouse spinoffs so yeah. far I don't, yeah no i mean I don't is maybe i, I really like the don't trailer Edgar yeah. writes. the don'ts as close as you get but the don'ts yeah. is kind of like i can't imagine that being a full feature but if anybody yeah. can do it it's fucking Edgar but it's Wright. amazing it took this long because horror traditionally will t- seize on any holiday yeah. <laughs> and be like, let's make, let's try and find out a way to franchise It 16 years this. to get this to the theater. Yeah. And it just shocks me. Eli yeah. Roth didn't have his own studio like Robert Rodriguez does. That's you know, he, fair. You know. I yeah. mean, and every time that Eli Roth announced he was making a new movie and it wasn't Thanksgiving, I got a little bit pissed off. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'm, and for good reason, based on some of those movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, now that I think about it, like there's a bigger <laughs> gap between Thanksgiving than there was between Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> and Tyler Oh, my God. God. <laughs> you just keep going through the Rolodex of those. That's a bigger gap between this and, and the original movie we saw the trailer and then there is between that movie and World War II. No, it's not. <laughs> I just wanted to sound like the internet for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm Chris, and joining me here on this review of Thanksgiving is... Nathan Gobble Gobble. Mike McAllister. I'm Drew. 
I'm kind of surprised with all the weird shit they gave us at the screening. Like there's like a Thanksgiving cookie and then there was a fake bloody axe yeah. and a free glasses of red wine that I'm like, y'all aren't going to bring it. Oh, I didn't get the free glass of red wine. I know, right? Yeah. I, I was thinking he they would have done you. that. Nathan's yeah. like, ask for the, ask for the, yeah, ask, I'm always trying to facilitate Malbec. Malbec. Yeah, yeah. They, they offered to me, but I don't drink, so I turned it down. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I could have gotten two free Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. But that always worries me at, at screenings when they like try to give you free booze. I'm always like, uh oh, they must not think this movie. Well, the Marvels. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I can see that because yeah, if they if they spoil you beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a case like the Marvels where we question people's <laughs> reviews who had it positively that I know are lightweights. So, as is appropriate to discuss alongside the holiday of Thanksgiving, this movie starts off on Black Friday, which is like this sort of local town, super Walmart, Target type place that is having a huge Black Friday sale. And it kind of focuses on two different families. One is the family that, that owns it. And, you know, the daughter and her boyfriend that are there as well. And then the, the dad who owns it has has a new wife who doesn't get along with the daughter. And then there's the other family. It's like the the dad there has to work that night. And everyone's like, oh, man, that sucks. You have to, he's like, yeah, he said, either come work or I'll lose my job. So no Thanksgiving for me. But everything culminates is on this Black Friday the insanely rabid crowds lose their fucking mind, rush the place, and there are multiple deaths uh, involved in this happening. It which is, is the most American depiction of, or it's the most American horror movie I can ever It kind of right felt now. like the Normandy scene and Saving Private Ryan for a little <laughs> it bit. It did, yeah. But also it was like maybe the scene that has given me the most COVID anxiety since like, you know, we've been kind of out of it. I, was... I mean, yeah, especially as someone who, like, I haven't actually stepped in, apart from like comic book stores and record stores, I haven't really stepped into a retail since everything opened up, I still get my groceries delivered because yeah. I can't stand being around people in stores. <laughs> well, there's, there's maybe a little bit of January sixth in there too. I think a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 certainly. Um, just the way crowds they just they feed off each other and they get rabid and they do things they would never normally do. But you know, like I said, upshot. It's a tragedy. Multiple people died. Then it's like one year later, and of course. There's a mysterious killer wearing, because this is in Plymouth, Massachusetts, so it's all, Thanksgiving is a huge deal in this town. Everybody gets dressed up, and, and this year they're hanging out masks of the, I forget, the John something. John, John Carver. John, John Carver, Carver is like the founder of the town. That's what I was shocked we didn't get. Yeah. You know, during yeah, the nice that, that, yeah, I was very surprised we didn't get yeah. that. Uh, and he's starting to kill people who were involved in various ways, either there or responsible for or what have you, of this Black Friday massacre. And what you have is ultimately a film that starts off kind of feeling like it wants to be a Scream movie. But then once it starts delivering on the gore, you're like, oh, yeah, but Eli Roth's making this. So yeah, right. he's going to yeah. actually give us really clever, extended, bloody as fuck gore shots. That, that's a, that, that's always been one of his traits. I've always said that he's a good director, but not a great writer. He's he's really good at the scene's attention in this movie, too. Yeah, I, was, um, I was really uh, kind of uh, shocked by that. Uh, I think if there's a problem, and I'm a, okay, I'm a shameless fan of the Scream movies. I've rewatched them oh, all oh, me many, too. many times. Yeah, I just got finished with a full rewatch of them because I'm like Cartman with come sail away if i watch the first one god damn it now i gotta watch all of them and yeah. that's what happened that, that with stupid. the fast and furious movie uh, sadly <laughs> uh but i think one of the ways that this didn't live up to <laughs> what he was what he was sort of aiming for the vibe for with those movies it, because it's got that same level of funny he doesn't go for the meta but it's got that same level of funny quirky young people but these young people don't have a hell of a lot of personality the way that in the screen movies they're always they're always a little bit smarter than you expect yeah, them to be. Yeah, they pop a little. They're a little bit funnier. Here, they're, they just aren't great performances. You got the lead is played by Addison Ray East Easterling, who is largely just a TikTok personality. And 
she's not a great actress. She doesn't really carry this movie as much as you want her to. You know, I mean, yeah. she she is no Nev Campbell. No. Yeah. Not. I kept comparing it to like, you know, your My Bloody Valentine's and all that, that he's obviously trying to emulate with it. And mm. I thought the performances, uh, by and large, kind of felt up to snuff with like a movie that was like filmed in Canada in like 1981 <laughs> for like two nickels. That you, like... yeah, I mean, you're not here ultimately for this type of movie for great acting, certainly. Yeah. But I also like that one of the things the screen movies elevated was the fact that, oh, we can expect more on that level. We can yeah. expect the acting to be a little better. We can expect bigger names to want to show up and be in this stuff. And this just kind of felt like a step down on that level. But like I said, yeah, the biggest on the thing other was hand, Gina Gershon and well, she's yeah, well, Gina we Gershon the sexiest man Patrick of the Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. about to say we have the Dr. sexiest McDreamy. man of the year this Do- year. Dr. McDreamy. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much it costs to get that. <laughs> I mean, he was in Scream 3, the weakest Scream movie. So, yeah. 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 I don't think that's the weakest Scream movie. What? No, I think probably Scream 6, I'd what? probably say. Yeah. Oh, I oh, okay. I disagree. Okay. I, disagree. I, I will accept that take. It would probably be my second. I actually okay. quite like Scream 6. I like Scream 6. fine. Yeah. I mean, come on. Scream 3 is written by Aaron Kruger. Maybe the worst screenwriter in Hollywood. Screen. I mean, well, he did write Transformers: Dark of the Moon. One yeah, of the I, like movies. I said, one of the worst screenwriters <laughs> in Hollywood. Did, wait, did he also? He wrote Top Gun: Maverick. He did a draft on that. He can't be the worst. It wasn't the one they went with. It certainly wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think ultimately though, this is a movie that grows on you. It starts off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen this kind of thing before, but as it goes, I think there's a lot to be said with the way Eli has his directors, del- his characters deliver the bad Thanksgiving jokes, especially his mask killer, who is genuinely creates some good tension scenes in here, mm-hmm. partially because you, you know that once you see the first couple killings, you're like, Oh, all bets are off. He is going to make us fucking squirm with these killings. And some of them oh, are no kidding. Incredibly brutal and disturbing. Yeah, about killings. halfway through, they start to get a little more disturbing. Like the, the tone really starts to shift, but I liked, I liked all the physicality of the killer too. They're just, it looked like he was having a lot of fun, being yeah. really playful. Still, kind of had like a Michael Myers black jumpsuit on, a little bit Giallo gloves. Uh, I know, like Eli Roth is a massive Giallo fan, but I was surprised that you didn't hear like a lot. That you didn't see a lot of hints of of that. Really, he was like trying yeah. to make a straightforward American '80s slasher. I thought the cat part was a really. I was nice about touch. to say, like, because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you always have to give your horror fans something if you want to create a memorable, reoccurring character. That there's something you kind of like about them, and he does it with like after he kills someone, he hears a meow, and looks back, and the guy's cat is saying by an empty bowl, and sure enough, he goes and feeds the cat and pets it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's and not so bad. Yeah, he's officially won thought. Chris's heart at that point. He did. He, he did. won my heart. I too. wish he had killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say, you know, the the tagline they put on the poster is this Thanksgiving there will be no leftovers which is such a fantastic yeah. line for, for well, that was that was all from it's like pretty much yeah, well, all, all, that was all the also jokes. in the that was also in the um the trailer the, the, yeah. the, the fake trailer yeah yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say it's like all, all the little jokes that were used were basically everything from from that you know like yeah. white meat dark meat all will be carved all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah you see that on a little Instagram post mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, but I appreciate that. That's one of the reasons that trailer was so good, because it was funny with that. And we're like, well, we're not going to leave that shit out, because parts a lot of people here for this are here because they remember how much they loved that yeah, trailer. What I, I really do like about this movie, which I, I think we were both kind of cautious about it. I mean, we're both not Eli Roth fans, as we talked <laughs> oh, about. Oh, no, I mean, that. I was very... I was very cautious about it. As much as yeah. I, I, I... We were just talking about The Gathering recently. I love that fake trailer, but I was... <laughs> 
my fear was it was gonna be just too little too late much like with like say something like say sin city 2 or like you walk on i can't yeah. wait for the sequel to come I thought out it and was gonna be 12 like, years later it's bullshit right mm. i thought it was just gonna be an hour and 50 minutes of meandering with like the two minutes from the trailer that you remember and maybe a little bit more gore and i had more on my table <laughs> pun <laughs> than uh what i expected the smartest thing he did was sticking to the formula quite frankly here because yeah. that's what people yeah. wanted to come in and see i don't need to see Eli Roth trying to bend it and get all super clever with it yeah, it's, it's a like, crowd pleaser just make the make the movie oh, people is, is want to pleaser. see and mm-hmm. he and he does that because a lot of times his habit is like oh but i'm gonna show you what you don't want to see i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up i'm like i don't know if you're the best at that i will say i'm like weird my favorite eli roth movie is the the house with a clock in his walls is one kid's movie and i think that's tremendously good i like the porn parody yeah <laughs> there is no porn parody the house with like, the cock in his walls yeah i saw where you're going sorry, with that. Yeah. it wasn't <gasps> not enough people saw it for there to be a porn parody <laughs> unfortunately not on the sites i was on but no i mean like he's on the right track with this i've always liked eli roth as a fan of horror like you see him talk about horror people oh, me too, I know yeah. who know him are like no he's delightful like You'd rather hear him on a podcast than watch one of his movies. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I I don't want to. I don't mean to drag your boy out here, but the the Kevin Smith thing occasionally. It's the same thing. Yeah, where I'm like, I don't really want to watch Kevin Smith's movies, but I'll listen to him talk on a podcast. He's a great host, and also one of the scariest things he's he's ever done is Finn, the the Discovery uh, documentary that's all about the um, the the shark, the the shark trade, and yeah, yeah. Which strangely, they didn't have him on that shark exploitation film that Shutter put out this year. It's a good point. Yeah, but it's one of the most graphic films he's ever made for sure because it's showing oh, all, yeah, like, it's, all this I, like, I really it, graphic stuff with sharks i watched a few months ago and yeah it's pretty unsettling mm. uh yeah no sharks in thanksgiving though i don't know no. how that maybe in the sequel and if people are familiar with the the trailer from grindhouse there is no fornicating with a, a turkey either no there is not <laughs> oh, there yeah. is I, I will say trampoline like, scene. the trampoline <laughs> scene that there's a couple of scenes that are missing including my favorite line in the old the fake trailer which is it's blood son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really hoping that'd be in there um but that, no, it hits a lot of this, a lot of the highlights. Um, there were some that I was I was expecting to show up, including my favorite kill in the movie, mm. or my favorite my favorite kill in that fake trailer, where it's <laughs> excuse me, um, the the girl and the guy kissing, and then suddenly like his head's severed. Right. That that always cracked me every time I saw it. And I was expecting that to happen towards the end. Yeah. And well, they'll save it for the sequel. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. I don't think there'll be a sequel. You don't think he's going to make a sequel to this? I think he would like to, but I don't think there's going to be one. I could, I, I could very easily see this potentially being a pretty big smash. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, really, it wasn't made for I, very much. I, yeah, and I think like, people will definitely watch it every Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll see yeah. what it does. I hope if, it does. If well. it gets to the top yeah. five, it'll easily outgross Grindhouse. <laughs> I think it's genuinely sure. fun enough and appealing enough to big audiences who aren't necessarily who like this type of movie but aren't used to it going quite this gory that are gonna go this is something special because we don't normally see that maybe yeah. who knows maybe also in the wake of terrifier 2 with it with that that being incredibly gory and somehow not really offending a lot of people maybe yeah. a lot more people are gonna enjoy enjoy this and enjoy and expect the, the graphic the violence terrifier thing weirded me out because i saw the first one and went this is boring and i don't particularly care for it yes great job with the gore effects but it's not fun to watch and so i reluctantly saw the second one at fantastic fest and went I kind of love this, uh, but that's because it went sort of crazy dream logic. Like, uh, reminded me of a sorority house massacre too. The way it's like, I can see that, what's yeah. real, what's not real. Like, you know, like I, I like that, and the kills are significantly better and more creative, and like really, really well done. 
I, but I was like, I'm going to be the only person I know who sees this movie and talks about it except for people like Drew. Yeah, well, and now uh, Terrifier 3 is going to be a Christmas movie, yeah, too. I, so but everybody cool. immediately was like, oh, man, have you seen Terrifier? I was like, wow, the world is changing. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a bit of like a slasher comeback right now. Oh, with, yeah. With the, the, you know, the good success of the two Scream movies and Saw X even, you know. I mean, like, horror has made a huge comeback in multiple for multiple yeah. reasons. One, I think Mike Flanagan has sort of led the charge on television of saying, look, this is what horror can be. It can be this smart and this good. And King has given him, Stephen King gave him his big seal of approval. You know, like, yes, man, do it. And then you have, uh, you know, like the Scream movie certainly relaunched horror in a certain sort of way. But there was the so-called elevated horror. And I think there's a lot of people who came back to like, oh, well, now I want to watch horror movies because of that. But there were just as many people who were like, I wanted to like this, but it wasn't my thing. I want something like I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. And so now this is more like that. Yeah. yeah and, oddly, like waiting 16 years is he's got good timing right now. Yeah. yeah. And it also like it's one of those things with those Halloween movies, the David Gordon Green movies, and not to get too long winded on that. Those really <laughs> didn't satisfy what people wanted in a slasher. No, no. And I think people are now finally getting what they want out of like something like Thanksgiving. Sometimes you go back to the basics, and yeah. that's what works. And this is what Thanksgiving, I think, ultimately. Well, it's like, why the fuck Absolutely, did we complicate yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, and plus now it's a lot easier to just get get away with an R instead of NC seventeen rating for gore because you know, I mean, the, now they say like whatever. People see this shit on television. <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna. I, I, there's, I have notes on another movie we're gonna be reviewing soon, and. Basically, it's the same question. Does the NC do we need an NC seventeen anymore? I mean, if there's penetration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, Crash I don't mean Two is going to come out. <laughs> we saw a movie recently where I'm like, "How was this not NC 17 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to final thoughts. Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Someone. Someone. Okay, Nathan. All right. Sure. Uh, I thought this was a really fun slasher. Um, had pretty uncomplicated feelings about it all the way through. I thought the gore and the tension was. Uh, better than i would have thought going into it and all in all i had a pretty good blast with this movie um i'm gonna give it <coughs> six out of uh 10 mentions of january 6th that thank god weren't at a thanksgiving table with my parents <laughs> um anyways mike i'm i've said for years that the thanksgiving fake trailer was the best thing that eli, eli roth ever directed and this ends up being the best eli roth movie period <laughs> This was a lot of fun. I was there bored by it. And like, yeah, there's some beats from the trailer that I wish were in there. But maybe if they do a sequel, they'll reach those beats. But the things they do, it, it's fun seeing those as a fan. And <laughs> and everything else original, it does it, it does very well. And yeah, it's, it's filled with a lot of great puns. And I think it's just, it's the most solid Eli Roth movie. Even if the performances aren't all top notch, the gore sure as hell is. <laughs> I mean, I cringed at quite a few of those kills. Um, this will likely end up on my, um, on my rotation. I came in with very low expectations because again, we waited 16 years for this thing. <laughs> if you wait this long for a follow-up that you really want, it ends up sucking. <laughs> so, um, it ends up really, uh, going beyond my expectations. Um, I'm going to give it seven out of 10, uh, free waffle irons. <laughs> True. Yeah, it really, it really is, uh, yeah, amazing that it took this long to get, to get made considering that it's, it's. The marketing kind of does its it, it does its job completely. Like if I mean, it, just just like just like Halloween or just like Friday the Thirteenth, the fact that it's called Thanksgiving, people are going to watch this every single year. You know, if you if if, if um, Friday the Thirteenth was called Camp Blood, would we be talking about it every Friday the Thirteenth? No, no, we no. wouldn't. So it's a, if Halloween was called the Babysitter Murders, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it, just just the fact that it took so long is is, is surprising. But um, but like I said before, it's probably good timing. Um, and yeah, I, I think. If you would have asked me half an hour into this uh, if if I was going to like it, I'd definitely say no. Um, 
it it seems the humor was forced i didn't like the the mass holes in it i thought um it was kind of like you know generic characters um and it didn't really find its footing it kind of starts out as more as a as as a you know, so you're saying these characters comedy. were not wicked smart? They were not wicked smart at all. Yeah, you. Act, I mean, it literally feels like Jimmy Fallon's about to pop in you know, like for like an SNL skit or something. Randy Clark. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, it's, just, it's, it's Goodwill Hunting with gore. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I I wasn't into that at all. Uh, and then slowly, like the pacing starts ratcheting up, and some of the kills start getting better, and some of the stuff is genuinely disturbing um, mm-hmm. to watch. To watch, and then it, it it ends up kind of doing a you know scream finale. I think a little bit. Um, trying to guess who the killer is and all that. But um, yeah. I, I, I ended up like really getting into it. And I was surprised how much I was into it at the end. So um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll give it um, uh, five trampolines out of seven. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, that's the other thing it does very well real quick is that it, it does keep you guessing who the killer is. Unlike um, another movie we saw recently, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, where we all knew within five well, minutes. The movie literally spelled it out for you in the first ten minutes of the film, like yeah. who, the, who, what, who the big bad is. And you're like, especially if you played the games where he literally has the name of the main bad guy mm. from the games. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I, I never <laughs> played the game and I saw that miles away. But uh, I never played the game either. Someone told movie. me that after. It's like Killers oh, of the Flower Moon. Telling you who the killer is. Spider Mike told me the same thing. Yeah, exactly the same issue. No, I think this a lot of fun i do personally think this is going to be kind of a hit with audiences uh Mm -hmm. it's going to be a modest success it's not going to be a huge breakout but it's alternative programming right now in oscar season and when you have one of those that's good enough they tend to do really well so i could easily see this launching a franchise of of sequels uh that i could only imagine will get better because if this is success enough for a sequel they'll be like oh we can attract bigger talent for the next one uh which is the ideal i think i don't know if eli roth would want to direct them all but you know Wes Craven didn't direct all the screams, so just most of them. <laughs> most yeah. of the best ones. <laughs> uh, I know, Drew's got that look on his face like, I want to say something. Well, it's going to have to come out every Thanksgiving. I mean, you have to keep it, you know, just keep it rolling, okay right? It's going to be every every, every okay. two years. I'm okay I'll get with do that. It. I mean, you can leave, like, the dinner before the political argument gets started and go, I got to go, I'm seeing a movie. Yeah, I think I that actually may yeah. get people out yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so yeah, I think ultimately this is fun. Like I said, weak, weak point is the acting, but overall, it's it's exactly what I wanted it to be, which is which is nice because uh, yeah. I was expecting Eli Roth to do stuff that was going to just go, OK, Eli, sure, do what you do. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 showstopper long pig feasts. <laughs> uh yeah it made me hungry i'll be honest oh, i, did, yeah. so I just had a lot of barbecue nice. over the the weekend in lockhart and and uh now i'm hungry again yeah, yeah and i keep thinking is frazier's open right now 